That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Okay, welcome to another episode of that naturopathic podcast. Dr. David Miller here, naturopathic doctor with Michelle Pobega and D. What's up? Hey, Dave, how's it going today? Good. I'm going to try and keep up with you today. You're you're wired for sound. <laughs> I had a nap. <laughs> Watch out, people. I had a She's... nap and I drank a matcha latte and I'm ready to go, guys. She's had a nap. She had a matcha latte. She went to a, a holistic dentist. And um, what else? She's going to talk uh, about the herb of herb of immortality today. I'm pretty stoked about this. Like we decided what we were going to talk about the other day and we both had our own like little bit of research and this herb continues to keep coming up on my radar specifically for two particular conditions. And as I was researching it, I started being reminded of all these things I, I learned during my big carrot days from the, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Francis Ashwagandha. Um, if y'all didn't, yeah. if y'all didn't have an opportunity to know who this man is, uh, I'm sorry. He changed his you, last name you missed, to a herb. you missed out on the most incredible, one of the most incredible humans I think I've ever encountered, but I learned about this herb through him because he brought it into the store and it literally has a laundry list of benefits. And I was like, I just want to give this to everybody. I was like, I'm already on a website for a herbal company to start ordering it in bulk for teas for myself. So, okay. So stop teasing everyone and tell them what you're going to talk about. Uh, Dave, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to talk about uh, gynostemma. I think that's how you say it. It's gynostemma pentaflorum. Phylum is the full Latin ner- uh, nerm, <laughs> full Latin name. Um, and it's also known as Jiaogulan. And it's typically a traditional Chinese medicine herb um, that originated in China and kind of gained some popularity in the 70s uh, when people started to realize that certain pockets of China who were drinking this had remarkable health. So uh, I'm stoked to tell everybody about this herb. I'm, okay. kind, of, I'm kind of in love yeah it yeah you are in love with it i, it, I can I tell really it's, it's like it's just you're just exuding love for this herb. Like okay i feel like i'm blushing <laughs> i think my my herb of choice is is gonna lose today because i cannot keep up with you my herb of my herb that i looked into a little bit today is called, so sorry guys i gotta get together <laughs> it's it's called gymnema or gymnema, where's the emphasis? Nobody knows. Gymnema, Sylvestra, or it's it's Hindi name is Gurmar, and Michelle is losing her shit today. This is this is great. 
Uh, <laughs> my latte. So gymnema is an amazing herb. Let me tell you about this herb. I can't keep up with your excitement, but it, it is an amazing herb. And I've, I've, this herb has been taunting me. It's been, uh, it's been sitting there saying, you know, research me a little more. Cause I had to research this herb in the past. I was like, you know what? It seems too good to be true. And there was only a couple big clinical studies in the, in the I think it was in 1990s out of India. Oh. And I was like, no way, no way it's that good. It sounds so damn good. It's hard to believe that, yep. um, that I don't, I don't know. It, it maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe the, the studies weren't perfect. I know that I looked a little bit at them. They weren't perfect, but good luck finding any, anything. I don't perfect. know. I don't know if any study really is. Exactly. So, so let me on. tell you about, I'll tell you about, uh, Gurumar or Gymnema or Gymnema, uh, anti-diabetic, anti-obesity, uh, in Ayurvedic system. Woo! Um, and so they, one of the, one of the Ayurvedic indications is, is obesity. Um, and, um, if you're still allowed to say that, um, anyway, that's one of the indications from that old system of medicine, which translates you know, not perfectly like anything to, to probably uh, a lot of diabetes, uh, insulin resistance issues with blood sugar. Right. So, yeah. um, so lots of, lots of traditional use of this sort of sugar blasting gymnema. Um, and then I, and they used, they use it for type one diabetes, type two diabetes in India, like, uh, very, very interesting that it can be used for both. Um, and I'll just, I'll read a little bit of what, uh, Joe Pizzorno, has written about it as it enhances production or activity of insulin and promotes regeneration of pancreas beta cells. Um, it seems to reduce insulin requirements and fasting glucose improves, uh, and so does glycemic control as a result. Um, it reduced hypoglycemic drug needs when used in conjunction with, her, with, mm -hmm. uh, drugs, um, applied to the tongue. It blocks the sensation of sweetness, which is very interesting. You actually cannot sense sweet, as well with it. Go on. You're going to say something. Yeah. I remember that. I remember going to a MediHerb talk and the remarkable Lindsay Walker, who is a rep for MediHerb, she would actually have us chew gymnema to, uh, to, to notice that sensation. Oh, She's cool. like, you can have a client chew it. And it's almost like their, their cravings for sugars will also diminish. Interesting. And, <laughs> and so apparently you, you won't get those same feeling or that same sort of effect if you take a tablet or a capsule. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if there would be nil effect because we do know now that there's bitter sensors in the stomach or in that, yeah. sorry, in the, in the gastrointestinal tract. So bitters, like I have a, a product gentian and ginger uh, combination of capsules for people who can't do the bitter uh, herbs on the tongue because it still does have some effect further on. So I'm wondering if that's maybe uh, you know, part of how it works. Anyway, um, what you're saying is, is apparently what they, what everyone's been saying for thousands of years is that it decreases the cravings for carbs and, and enables maybe a lower carb diet, which is very cool. Um, and a dose, uh, looks like in, there's no safety above one gram per day, apparently no good safety standards above one gram per day, but the dose mm. they use often is 200 milligrams twice a day. Uh, standardized to 24% gymnemic acids. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So good that you have to monitor your insulin if you're taking it and, and monitor your blood glucose and you have to monitor your <clears throat> insulin. Now this is, this is like 
what the research says and um, not what I've, I haven't used it in uh, clinical practice, although I just bought some. I, I like that it's also helpful for type one diabetes. Cause I find that even in our profession, there's almost a have? limited amount of stuff that you can do for type yeah. one diabetes, at least even from our training. I don't, I'm sure there's stuff that we can do, but it's not really that well-known or discussed or like I think out we there. It's really sort of like shit our pants when it comes to like, Oh my God, type one diabetes, like insulin, yeah. like, because it becomes a patient management uh, issue, I think. Right. Partially. Yeah. I remember like if I you had affect a... their insulin too well, right? and their glucose too well, and then you're, you're on the hook for, for doing that, which is kind of what you want. Right. <laughs> But you, Do you it, it does require a lot of good communication with your client. And I've only had one type one diabetic that came to see me for that specifically. Yeah. And she didn't understand how to manage her insulin. She, she, she wasn't given the discussions around diet and how much insulin to give herself. Like nobody actually educated about her. Her medical doctor yeah. didn't. Here's just like, here's some insulin. It like, that's what it came off as. And so I wasn't, I was like, I don't have the language and all the knowledge. So I found her resources and she got the book, Think Like a Pancreas. Oh, neat. I recommended that one and she got yeah. it. And we also just talked about balancing out her meals so that her macros are a bit more balanced just in general. Yeah. And she found that she was, didn't depend, need to depend so much on her insulin and she was able to regulate it and understand how to better manage it. And she's, she's thanked me several times. And I was like, I didn't even educate you. I just told you where to look because I didn't even understand it. And I'm going to be completely yeah. forthcoming about that, yeah. <clears throat> but giving her that knowledge and that book helped her understand how she could work with the ebbs and flows. Very so, cool. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, conventionally, a lot of that stuff's not talked to us still. And I, I, I kind of I shake my head sometimes, really, because I, I, someone I love dearly in my sort of close circle was told by their cardiologist that uh, diet won't fix their cardiovascular disease. And, and this person is diabetic. And I was like, oh, God, you got to be careful with what you're saying. Number one, uh, I guess can't fix. Maybe it won't fix it. But so it depends on what your idea of what fix is or whatever they said. You have to be careful with your precise with your words. However, to dismiss blood sugar, dysregulation, insulin, insensitivity as a contributing factor to cardiovascular disease is just so, I mean, uh, it makes me, I mean, I don't know whether to cry or laugh or get mad, you know? It's, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that in this day and age, when there's so much, inf there's so much more information about the impact on nutrition on your body that we still receive clients to coming to us or patients coming to us, um, echoing those types of, of things from standard practitioners where yeah. there's, a lot of dis dis there's a lot of dismissal about your nutritional habits, having any effect on your health. And I'm just like, that's know, literally really? where you get all your nutrition. Like, where do you think your cells get your vitamins from and the minerals? Right. I, I, like and I'm this, kinda... <laughs> I know. And, and then you're torn, you're torn as you, I think as you get older and more mature and, and as a practitioner, I used to be a little bit more militant sort of anti-conventional. And then I was like, but at the same time, this, this surgeon is so amazing at what he does in terms of like 
the the heroic types of surgeries and stuff that can save lives too it's just you get torn right because you're like how do you do how do you know that so well yet you neglect to empower your patient with like really relevant information when they go home so that they can you know maintain this uh metabolic resilience so they don't have to come get this crazy heroic intervention done again well i mean like kudos to surgeons and those emergency medical doctors for saving lives a hundred percent but you're right i wish they had the 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 force uh, like just the just the ability to be like i don't have the skill set to walk you through the diet but can you go work with someone like this at least refer them to the right direction exactly that's very different than saying diet has nothing to do with has no effect right because that's that's at this point in time in our lives with the information we have that's that's just false i'm sorry okay false (laughs) i'm gonna just put it out there (laughs) sorry for the detour i just i it it brings us to the point of why i think we're looking at these two herbs gymnema and uh, gynostema is that blood sugar and insulin problems cardiometabolic risks are so (laughs) bloody important that they do deserve um uh, yeah. a little bit more in-depth reviews like this. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. amount of that I think regulating someone's blood sugar is probably one of the most paramount things you can do for helping someone's metabolism, cellular health, cardiovascular health, liver health, yes. cholesterol yes. function, energy, stress, resiliency, sleep, like all of those things are going to be affected by blood sugar regulation. Absolutely. And to just neglect that I find is, is it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But not neglected today on that naturopathic podcast. Do you um, want to talk? A, do you want to talk a little bit more, more about um, your your herb of immortality? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, where do I begin? Um, this so maybe as the I was, beginning. <laughs> let's start from the. I feel like uh, from the very beginning. Who's that? Julie Andrews. Anyways, whatever. Um, I'm a weirdo today, guys. Just just try to keep up. So. Um, this Jaugulan is called the herb of immortality. It, like I was saying, it was found in like remote mountainous regions in different parts of China. And in 1970s, like I said, when they did a population census, they found that these particular populations that drink this regularly had low incidence of cancer, senility, or other serious diseases, and an abnormally high percentage of people living to like the hundred years of ages. So those centenarians, um, So they started to be like, what is this magical herb? And they began to research it. And now there's like a lot of information out there. Um, One of the things just to stay in line with the whole blood sugar regulation, this is why we wanted to pair these two herbs together is because Jaugulan does have a lot of benefits for diabetics. It can lower your blood glucose and HbA1c, mostly because it can improve your cell's insulin sensitivity. It also increases uh, insulin concentrations um, and can stimulate pancreas, the pancreas to produce more insulin as well. Um, But aside from like those wild phenomenon, it's like such a potent antioxidant. And this is also where its benefits come from. And that's why nutrition is a big deal because most of our antioxidants should be coming from a healthy, well-balanced diet. Um, We talked to 
Dave Nelson talking about polyphenols. We uh, and antioxidants are also just like super rad with supporting our body. So antioxidants are often known as anti-aging because free radicals will often increase cellular damage and increase the aging process. Free radicals will also have a high impact on atherosclerosis and um, the buildup of plaques when it mixes with, with cholesterol in your arteries. And having something like this as a high antioxidant has been shown to improve arterial structure. Um, and it also shown to lower cholesterol and triglycerides. Um, it has been shown to protect the heart. It has been shown phenomenal for the liver and it can actually help with like, um, cirrhosis and fibrotic damages, um, to liver tissue and helping reverse that and support that. And we talked about that as well with the interview with Asia Muhammad, when we talked about fatty liver, this was one of the herbs she brought back onto my radar because of its benefits for liver health, but it's also like a phenomenal adrenal product. And that's when I was working at the big carrot, that's what we kind of, that was more on my radar for that. Um, because it's known as a herb of immortality, they say it's quite comparable to the activities of ginseng. Um, it has four times more saponins actually than ginseng. But the cool part of this is that it doesn't necessarily create that agitation that some people get from ginseng. So like my new tagline for this, it's like ginseng, but better. Um, I feel like that should be the promo for gynostema moving forward, like ginseng, but better guys. Um, so it helps with resiliency. Um, it helps with managing stress in the nervous system, um, anxiety and mood swings. It helps with energy and just like overall vitality feeling. It's kind of badass. And another thing I learned today when I was looking it up is that it also helps improve nitric oxide, which helps with blood vessel dilation. So um, this can impact <clears throat> exercise and stamina because you're able to work out more proficiently because it increases blood flow. Um, it's kind of amazing. Everything I looked at, I was like, well, that's cool. Check, 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 check. Like it's good for your brain function because of high antioxidants is because of improved blood flow because it regulates your blood sugar. Like does you guys get why I'm in love with this herb now? Like, is it, is it obvious yet? <laughs> yeah. It's no, kind of amazing. It. Right. I'm so I don't remember learning about it in, uh, I, in botanical medicine. I don't think we did either because mm -hmm. when, when we brought it into the big carrot and Francis was, I was like, what is this herb Francis? And he told me about it. And then there was another guy named Dale who was a homeopath and skilled with TCM. And he also understood the benefits of Jiaogulan because of TCM properties. And we had it in as a loose leaf for tea. Um, and there was another thing that I read about this. Oh yeah. Helps with allergies because it actually has a benefit on boosting TH1 immune cell production, which then balances out the TH2 system because the TH2 is often what's overactive in allergies. So I was like, that's pretty amazing. And one more thing I forgot to mention, it also helps with weight loss because it can improve activating your AMP kinase. So it does help with weight loss in addition to blood sugar management, not unlike, um, AMP kinase. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how partially how berberine works. Yeah. It's just, it's just all around cool. You guys, it is. If, and, a, if, and if a herb could be cool, it'd be this one. Um, and I think, did you talk about it being, uh, as it being a uh, adaptogen, right? 
Yes. So, uh, for adrenals and, and adaptogenic. Yeah. Just that, that, that was the, the like ginseng, but better tagline. Yeah. So adaptogen, um, and it means innocuous to the body, safe and non-toxic, non-specific in action and a normalizing effect. So it's balanced. It's sort of like a, a balancing one, which may be why I, help. I think a lot of people, use, a lot of naturopaths may use um, adaptogens to address allergies, right? Isn't that, you said it has something to do with allergies too. This one does have, because it has the effects on the TH1, TH2 balance specifically, yeah. according to this one article that I found. So yeah, but it is- an- that's a naturopathic approach sometimes to part of an allergy approach is to support sure. the adrenals. Yeah. And maybe it's effect on the adrenals is by helping sugar because blood sugar dysregulation is a real stress on the body. So it, it sounds really interesting. Uh, what just in terms of practical, because I'm always trying to be pragmatic. It's, yeah. it's not as easy to find as mine. No, herb. no, it's, it's, it's no, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the problem though. So right now, um, I have been able to access it through physical energetics. And I do know that harmonic arts in BC, which is a really lovely uh, herbal company. uh, That's who we brought it into the big carrot through and they still sell it. I literally pulled up um, their website before recording. Cause I was like, <laughs> do they still have Jaugulan and how much for me to buy it? Cause I'm legit after my research, I was like, every, everyone should be drinking this. Because you could just have it as a tea and it doesn't have to be a weird capsule or a pill or anything. The fact that it's broadly classified as an adaptogen should should um, make all of your alarm bells turn off. If you're looking into like, yeah. should I try this or whatever? Because yeah. an adaptogen should be balancing, yeah. uh, supportive and non-toxic. So I think uh, I'm excited the- to, to hear how it goes. If you Have you, have you tried it? Uh, I do believe I've tried it before and it had like a, oh man, that was like seven or eight years ago though. So don't ask me how it tastes. Cause I can't remember, but I did. I do remember I have tried it. I'm not a big tea drinker, but I would, right. I would turn into one for this herb. Cause I love it so much. Um, right. but it has high saponins and ha- high antioxidants. And I think it's the saponins where you get majority of the beneficial effects from this. Okay. No, so, that sounds cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's funny. It's funny because with Asia Muhammad, that's, I screwed it up. This is the one I screwed up when you or her were talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, you mean Jim Nemma? <laughs> and we were both like, no. <laughs> no, you idiot. No, it's not, so a, it's not a very common herb, but I feel like this is one that could be quite useful. I think I did read a disclaimer though, that there might not be enough studies for pregnancy and breastfeeding, but that's usually a thing for a lot of things. That's everything. And <clears throat> That's everything. I, yeah. I struggle with that pregnancy but, thing. It's it's really hard to make the decision sometimes because if it's good for mom, it's good for baby yeah. generally. But I guess yeah. there's no research. You just say no. There was another disclaimer to not use it for people who are taking immunosuppressants because it's an activity on the immune system. So those are just like some of the warnings that I came across. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think that it's actually quite benign. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I just saw it here from Physica. Ganostema Bioforce, GBF. Cool. And then, um, like you said, the ones uh, from Harmonic Arts and it's a Canadian Canadian company and they have it in loose leaf. I think I saw it in Perfect Herbs in their catalog. I saw it as a singular herb as a tincture though, but I don't see it as a loose herb from Perfect Herbs because I was looking through their catalog. Um, So I might even just purchase it through Harmonic Arts from BC and just get a massive bag and 
brew a big tea and have a cup of it every day and see how I feel. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So tea, tea would be the more traditional way. I think, uh, I think, I think so. And that's how okay. we brought it into the big carrot with the knowledge of Mr. Ashwagandha and also Dale echoing the sentiments. And it's, I don't see it. I haven't really seen it as a capsule outside of Physica's product, to be honest with you. And okay. I don't see it in a lot of herbs and herbal blends either. And I think it's such a remarkable herb. I wish I kind of want to put it on herbal company radar so we can start benefiting from it a little bit more collectively. Yeah. It might be something I'd, I'd consider getting in as a tea for anyone with mm-hmm. blood sugar issues, just as, because then you can sort of, um, yeah, that's the traditional way. And, and you can sort of dip your toe in and see how you react to it. Yeah. And then if it counts towards your water, you just have a nice cup exactly. of tea, iced or hot, and it's easy to implement it that way. Herbal and it doesn't teas feel like are a so pill. That, and, eh? Yeah. So um, okay. that was, guys, that was my um, verbal diarrhea about my love affair uh, with uh, this herb. So I hope you liked it. No, I'm, I'm in, I'm intrigued for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go a little more uh, maybe boring with uh gymnema or gymnema yeah, do it should i say it i don't know, I don't know but when you said gymnema and then you started talking about that i almost died cricket? laughing Gymnema i almost cricket? choked on my matcha oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's there are studies um and they it looks pretty good and and but then what, what when i was reading the research they're like oh it seems to um help the health or regrowth of beta cells i'm like what Ooh. Like how badass is that? So I'm like, okay, I'm and I'm looking at the details. Yeah. Uh, because you know, and I look at all the details, and generally they all come down to there's a whole bunch of animal studies, and I'm like, I don't know, like animal and in vitro is not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably you know when all the studies say sort of the same thing in rats or whatever mouse models, it's probably an indication that it's going to do you know you're on the right track, but it's right. not the same. No. It's clinical. So, but there's a lot of clinical data showing uh, decreases in body weight, BMI, lipid levels, um, metabolic syndrome. And in this one study, uh, you know, there was no change in insulin secretion or insulin, insulin sensitivity, which I found weird, hmm. right? Like, how's it working then? Um, but it seems to block, it blocks the absorption of glucose in the intestines, which is pretty damn cool. But then I'm also thinking, well, where, if it's not being absorbed there, then is it just going down lower in the gut and being food you know, for like food, microbes? Food, yeah, food for bad guys. So, I mean, ideally, you don't eat much sugar in the first place, um, which is probably what we all should do. Um, anyway, I thought there would be more home runs for it affecting uh, insulin sensitivity, but there's not a ton of research that I could see that way. However, like even uh, meta-analyses, like big studies of studies are saying the same thing about supporting insulin secretion from human beta cells. And if you remember, that's what Pizzorno said that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Joe, Joe Pizzorno is pretty tight, you know, with his, with his uh, research. Yeah. And so I was like, there's probably something to it. If everything is sort of saying there's something to it. So I found these studies and in these studies, uh, these clinical studies, they, they looked at C peptide. And I remember C-peptide, I think I've ordered it once <laughs> in 14 years of practice. Um, and I did, but I did 
order at once when I suspected an insulinoma in a patient when I was uh, um, in clinic at school. And so C-peptide is, is, is cleaved off of pro-insulin in an equimolar uh, sort of amount. So the amount of C-peptide will equal the amount of insulin you made. However, okay. what's, so why wouldn't you just look at insulin? Well, the half-life of insulin sucks. Mm. Okay. So this is where we're getting to my <laughs> clinical application that I've learned from doing this research. So for $31, I just told a patient, change your, change, I told the front desk, change her requisition, add C-peptide because I've got it <laughs> because of today's research. So uh, she's a diabetic. And so what we're going to do is look at the C-peptide. So as a diabetic, she takes some insulin. I think she's at like 54 units or whatever. <clears throat> but as diabetics continue on in their uh, lives, they often, the beta cells, they don't perform as well. And, and they, they maybe have to take more insulin as they get older, right? And, and so one way you can look at how their beta cells are performing is C-peptide. Because you will only have C-peptide from endogenous insulin. Whereas if you take insulin, like injectable insulin, there's no C-peptide. No C-peptide. So all, so these studies were actually looking at C-peptide and there was increased C-peptide, um, mm -hmm. which tells you it, it is helping uh, your, 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 uh, your beta cells to make insulin, which is absolutely mind boggling and cool. Um, now, if, <laughs> if that is only from stimulating the shit out of your, already tired out beta cells, it's probably not good. Hmm. Um, but if it's from increasing the health of your beta cells, then it could be good. You know, and I'm, and I'm thinking with the traditional evidence there backing mm -hmm. it, yeah, then I'm like, okay, it's obviously more good than that. <laughs> right. And I think it also is a matter of like, you add this into the equation with a diet that stresses your pancreas also less to begin with. Exactly. And that so is nothing is an isolation. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I should have said, ideally you, you don't just, <laughs> you just be like, here's a pill. Don't worry you, about your diet. Uh, yeah. You got to do diet. Okay. So I should have said right. that. No, but, but I, but I, but I, but it's, uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate how there is some really like you're very about going into the research and looking into that stuff. And I appreciate that. So that's you know actually what? a really cool tidbit of information. So, but again, it also corroborates why it's not just a pill. It still has to be lifestyle foundational practices need to be put into place, really. So, however, I'm coming at this, like just Gemnema, Gemnema or Gemnema, God, how many, <laughs> how many times am I going to cock this up? Oh my God. Grimar. Oh my God. Grimar has, has way more has way more evidence to look at. Hmm. Right. So hmm. that's why I could, uh, we can't do that with gymnema or with, <laughs> with, with gynostemma. Yeah. With gynostemma. We can't do that because we don't have, have that backdrop of clinical and really tons of information. Whereas you do have that with yeah. uh, Gormar. So um, anyway, the, the really cool thing from this is that I'm suggesting that you and anyone who's monitoring uh, diabetics, uh, mm -hmm. consider the $31 to test C-peptide and monitor that over time to see how their pancreatic beta cells are performing. Yeah. You're here. Yeah, that's I'm cool. Gonna, I think I have to add that on my, I'm going to put that on my radar now. God, the cost of my labs just keeps going up though. 
but it's good. It gives people, you need good care. You, you get need va- good care. If it gives you, it's going to give you valuable information either way. It's either going to uh, confirm what you need to know or rule it out to make sure that that's something you don't have to be taken into consideration anymore. Either way, it still helps the trajectory of your care. And that's always a good thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially if, if you don't want to like, that's why we did these herbs, people. You don't want to mess around with blood sugar. You don't want to mess around with diabetes. You don't want to do the dance with diabetes. No way. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what this, that's what this uh, episode was all about really is that right. we need to keep going deep on some of the things that really, really effing matter. Mm-hmm. The foundational stuff. Yes. It's Again, it's just really going down to the foundations and like, as, as we already kind of talked about in this, I just want to be very clear. Dave and I are not telling you guys to just do these things and not be responsible for your nutritional intake. That's, this is not, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not what we're trying to put out there. We're just trying to help you understand what could be supplemental, which is why these are called supplements to good foundational nutrition lifestyle practices. Absolutely. That's what a supplement is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be the quick fix. It's supposed to supplement good foundations. That being said, there's going to be a lot of gymnema going out of this office and monitoring with C-peptide. So so there. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go order some Jauga and just drink a cup every day. And I'm going to, I'm going to be immortal. You guys, it's going to be pretty awesome. You're certainly acting immortal today. Why don't you um, why don't you tell me how it goes? Why don't we check in in, in a little while? Like, I'm going to hold you to that. Get that immortal thing going. And if you can, if, if you're as energetic or more. Oh, my God. In a month, watch out, people. People should be afraid. It works. <laughs> watch out. Oh, my God. Okay. Well. I'm happy with I'm happy with uh, the amount of information you've shared today, Doctor Michelle Pobega. I'm really happy that I was able to take a nap and rally my energy because I was not like this two hours ago. Let me tell you, <laughs> I rallied for this podcast recording. I'm gonna check in with you next week see if you slept all right because you you hit your maybe you hit into your sleep debt a little bit already. We'll see. I think, but I'm you're just lie. buzzing, you're buzzing. It's a good day. What am I? What it can I say? It's a good day. It's a good it day. Good day. Okay. Ready to go? Peace out. Peace out.